0: Thank you, and I want to thank Charter and C-SPAN for uh, bringing us together for this presentation and this description, this brief description, about Madison, uh, a city that was once described by a governor, if I can paraphrase, as 76 square miles surrounded by reality. Uh, It's also a city where, over the years, we spend a good deal of time reviewing what's important for all of us in regards to working, playing, learning, and having fun. Uh, We're not preoccupied with it to the point uh, where we get very little done, but we do feel it's critical that when we look at the objectives of the community and we struggle uh, at times with, with the challenges of, of poverty, that we become inclusive and include all, all Madison residents. One of the uh, challenges we've had over the years was actually the uh, design and construction of the building we're in today. And someone who's very knowledgeable about that, who has written several uh, very important books about Madison and its history is our uh, next speaker, uh, Madison historian Dave Mollenhoff. Dave?,
1: Thank you This building, the Monona Terrace Community and Convention Center, is one of the most amazing stories in the history of American architecture. The story began sometime in the mid-1930s at the Park Hotel, just three blocks from where we are today. Paul Harloff, a Madison electrical contractor, had been working on a big idea for several years. That idea was to use the vacant land along the Monona Lakeshore for a building that people called a civic auditorium. A multi-purpose building that included a place where all people could come together, a concert hall and even facilities for conventions. Several attempts were made to build such a building, but they all failed. That night, Paul Harloff saw a man in the lobby of the Park Hotel that he thought could make his dream come true. That man was Frank Lloyd Wright. Wright spent his formative years in Madison, from age 11 to 19. He went to our public schools, and then three semesters at the University of Wisconsin. Beginning in 1911, he built his studio and home at Taliesin, just 40 miles west of here. But for Wright, Madison was the place where he doctored, bought his supplies, visited friends. In fact, he always told everyone that Madison was his hometown. So Harloff approached Wright in the lobby of the hotel, and he said, I have an idea that I think you would be interested in. May I show it to you? And Wright agreed. And so they walked three blocks to a beautiful little park that was right at the edge of the lakeshore. You walk through it as you enter this building called Olin Terrace. And as they stood there, <clears throat> Harloff told Wright that this was the very best place to build the Civic Auditorium. And what a place it was! It occupied one of the most prestigious sites at the end of a broad avenue connecting the state capitol and the 3400-acre Lake Monona. Wright later said, the possibilities of the site dawned on me right then. He agreed to do a sketch. Then in November 1938, Wright dazzled Madisonians with a plan that the newspapers called the Dream Civic Center. In truth, the building was way too big for anything that Madison needed at the time, and it was not affordable during the Great Depression. But what is so amazing about this story is that it continued for 59 more years, until 1997, before it was actually built. And when it was completed, it had accumulated a long list of superlative claims, against the backdrop of more than 700 projects that Wright built during his lifetime. This building, Monona Terrace, is without a doubt the most controversial building that Wright designed in his lifetime. Its design, its price tag, its location were all guaranteed grist for debate for decades. During those 15 years, this building was the subject of five local referenda, 10 lawsuits, and several bills in the state legislature. At $67 million, Monona Terrace is the most expensive right designed building ever completed. At 600,000 square feet, it is probably the largest right designed building ever completed. It is also the most documented Wright project. My co-author and I counted more than 4,000 documents on this building, talking about plans, renderings, and specifications. No other building comes close. Monona Terrace was the only building where Wright was elected architect actually, he was elected architect twice, once during his lifetime and once posthumously. And for any architect, being elected by citizens is extremely rare in American history. Wright worked on this project on and off for 21 years, longer than any other project. This is almost certainly the most frequently redesigned building that he ever did. During those 21 years, he designed this building eight different times. That is unique. And Wright rarely redesigned buildings. Why did he do this? Because this was Wright's greatest labor of love. He did everything but pass out tracks on street corners to make this building happen. As Wright saw the building, it was going to be his hometown signature piece, his statement of what great architecture should be. So with those superlatives, ladies and gentlemen, you now understand, I hope, why I say that Monona Terrace is one of the most amazing stories in the history of American architecture. I want to close with a little known, but important fact. One day in 1958, just eight months before Wright died, he was relaxing on a Sunday afternoon out at Taliesin with his apprentices. And one of them asked him this question. Mr. Wright, do you think that Monona Terrace will ever be built? The 90-year-old architect paused and said, it will come about someday. Happily, it did for us Madisonians, but also so the world can see this masterpiece and know its amazing story. And now it is my pleasure to introduce Debbie Lamb, who is the coordinating producer of C SPAN, and my new good friend. That's
2: right. he, David is definitely our new good friend. Um, my colleague Adrian, who's out there, our history producer, and Jason Dorman, who's with me as well. We're at the East Coast crew, as you call us. Um, but Adrian and I had the distinct pleasure of traveling around this beautiful city. Um, David gave us a wonderful tour, and I made Adrian jump out of the vehicle and shoot all day, and I got all of the great information as well. So we had a wonderful time, and what a beautiful city you have. I, I just want to take a moment and thank Mayor uh, for having us here, the City of Madison, Katie Crawley, um, and also our partners, um, Charter. Uh, Kim Haas standing to the right of me, um, Mike Hill out there. Uh, we're all integral parts of helping us get started um, in identifying contacts uh, contacts and content. And, um, and of course, we then ended up weeding out this whole list of things, um, which was rather challenging because there's a lot to offer here. And um, we've enjoyed a long partnership with Charter. Uh, C-SPAN was created by the cable industry back in 1979. We are not funded by the government. We don't receive any taxpayer dollars. And our goal is to show um, events in their entirety and show a variety of points of view. We have three networks, C-SPAN, C-SPAN 2, and C-SPAN 3. And we are uh, driven by a mission. And as Charter can attest to, we don't make any money for them. (laughs) So uh, they've continued to keep us on their channel lineup as an opportunity for citizens to watch their uh, government in action without any of the commentary and commercials that go along with it. Um, That said, what we decided to do back in 2011 is uh, get out of Washington, D.C., if you will, and take our American History TV programming, which airs on the weekends on C-SPAN 3, um, and C-SPAN 2's book TV programming, which is looking at nonfiction authors, book festivals, and um, other platforms in which authors and others can discuss uh, the Literary life, the nonfiction literary life of of the area or issues, anywhere from public policy to history. That airs every weekend um, on C SPAN 2. So the idea was to go out and um, identify some um, cities that would be selected, and in this case, it's Madison. Um, And so Madison will be featured on C SPAN 2 and C SPAN 3 on November 15th and 16th. Um, Why Madison? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. Um, In addition to our partners with Charter. It's a, it's a wonderful city that offers a lot of unique history. So we're going to look at how um, Madison had developed, how it's progressed, and where it is today, um, but looking at different areas of history. And the same with um, the literary scene for C-SPAN, too. You have a wonderful selection of nonfiction authors and um, um, exhibits and special collections at the University of Wisconsin that we'll take a look at. So I'll give you an idea of what we're, we're covering But the idea is to give our national audience an inside look into Madison um, that they might not have a chance to see. Um, And we learn a lot about these great cities, and it also enhances our programming as well. But everything that we cover, um, Adrian produces our history segments, Jason producing our book segments, will air on, um, as I mentioned, C-SPAN 2 and C-SPAN 3, but also are offered online um, at the c-span cities tour website and indefinitely on our c-span video library site where we've host we host over 200,000 some programming from all three networks uh, dating back to the early 80s okay so um, what we're doing in Madison and let me just clarify um, we are not able to get to everything um, it is very hard because the city has a lot to offer so it's every reason for Adrian and I and Jason to come back because we we dined and we're dining at your local restaurants and we're getting bigger and and bigger and in fact Jason's just grown three feet so <clears throat> but I I just want to talk about this a little bit um also, um, I want to say a special thanks to the Wisconsin Historical Society, Robin. Uh, thank you very much. She was uh, integral in getting us um, some interviews and things that we need in their um, society for helping us. Um, I know the CVB is here as well, so uh, I want to thank you, and, I, and I'll and i miss somebody inevitably, trust me. But the themes of what we're looking at for history, um, will go to the Capitol, of course, and, and take a look at the history um, um, of this unique and beautiful building, which is sort of of outlined, as I understand, just like Washington, D.C. So, um, and and then the history of Madison with David, um, looking at his formative years um, and taking us through, so it gives us a little idea of where you started, where you... What happened and and how you've developed over the years, um, and then as I mentioned with the Wisconsin Historical Society, we've looked at a variety of different artifacts that relate to history, the Vietnam era uh, protest specifically the bombing, um, and looking at the vehicle that um, they have a part of the vehicle that had exploded that day, um, and so we learned a little story about them and and Carl Armstrong and those um, men that were involved in that day, and also uh, Mr. Fossett who who. Loved lost his his life, unfortunately. So we learn a lot about um, the history of a city by seeing the things um, and making those pieces move. Um, in addition, well uh, Adrian will produce a piece on the uh, Native Americans, also looking at the FSG mounds but also looking at the the treaty um, and and the treaty conference that happened and took place here. so some of the individuals will be interviewing and they're not in particular order, but Matthew blessing uh, Larry Nesper, who we talked to, um, and also um, Leslie, as I mentioned um, and then we also have um, Ron McRae, who will be talking to us about um, his book, Building, Building Taliesin. So we will go out there and learn a little bit about Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, and in addition, um, we will, back to history, I miss this, but the progressive movement. Looking at Wisconsin's progressive movement and looking at an in-depth look at um, Bob La Follette. Okay, and and looking how Madison, where it came and and how it's it's, uh, moved forward. Um, Also, for books, we interviewed David Marinus yesterday. He just finished a book called Once in a Great City. Um, now, it's about Detroit, but we also talk to him about why he writes in Madison um, and why he lives here and, w- and what happens here. So that book is scheduled to be published in 2015, but you'll get a little sneak preview on November 15th and 16th. So, um, as I mentioned, Ron McCray, uh Jason will be talking to him. Um, Susan Risling, and we'll talk with her, the chief of police, uh, a view of the interior, so what happened in 2011. So um, we'll get a little bit of insight about that. And let me say, it was very difficult, too. Identify. You have a lot of great local authors and things to offer in the literary scene that is sometimes challenging in other cities. So um, we definitely can't get to everybody, as I as I mentioned. Erica Janic, who wrote the book *Madison: The Hist- Historic of a Model City*. So we talked. Jason spoke with her yesterday, and then John Nichols, who wrote the book *Dollarocracy*. I'm sure you all know who who John is as well. So um, and then. The folks here at Monona Terrace, we can't thank you enough for having us, Greg and Meg, who's been integral in, in getting us coordinated. We we certainly appreciate it. There's a wonderful architecture architecture around the city, um, and we have captured, as I mentioned, Adrian has, has a lot of scenic shots that we, we can use for our video as well. So, and I did speak with the mayor who talked a lot about the city of Madison. Now, I did speak with him about his role as an activist as well, but um, mostly We talked about the city of Madison What it has to offer and where it's going in the future So um, that is actually um, A lot of what We're we're going to be covered I I think I mentioned the Vietnam uh, Protest um, era on the University of Madison, Wisconsin um, and speaking to Patrick Quinn about that, we also talked to David Marinus about that as well, because he wrote the book March um, in the Sunlight and talking about he was there that day what uh, that I learned is 18 year old observing the, the process. He wasn't as active there at the time as, as the mayor was, but what a unique story and how things have overcome. Um, since then um, and so um, I didn't last but not least and I haven't forgotten is the University of Wisconsin Natasha where are you I just I just saw there you are um, who helped us put together <clears throat> we looked at and it'll be our first piece um, that we've been able to, to get to about World War One and that'll air on book TV so looking at their special collections that the uh, libraries at the University of Wisconsin have to offer so um, we want to thank you all very much for participating as I mentioned. This will air on C-SPAN 2 and C-SPAN 3 November 15th and 16th. Um, There is a a special block that we'll we'll send out uh, programming where they'll air in in, um, succession there. So um, there's a lot of great things that you'll be able to see. The pieces are anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes in length um, we are here all week it sounds like a bad comedy act but it is true we got in late saturday and we'll leave thursday morning and we encourage anyone um, to come by to the shoots and see how we do things we are a one person band everybody's equipped to shoot edit and interview and um, in addition we do community and education outreach so um, we'll be at city council um, to, uh, tonight i guess and then at prairie middle school unless i said that wrong prairie view prairie review um, will be out there so again I am I'm sure I've missed something Adrian Jason have I missed anything I did I've thanked them what how many times Robin I, I thanked you like 10, 10 times. You're not paying attention. You're so going to just pack your bags. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you very all very much. I, um, I wanted to introduce real quick Kim Haas with Charter, who we've worked a lot with. Like I mentioned, we've enjoyed a long partnership with Charter. They've had to put up with us, but um, it's a lot of a great connection with um, how we uh, work with the cable systems locally, and uh, we'll continue to do that as well. So thank you, City of Madison, for everything. Kim? so thank you Um, what a great opportunity we have here to showcase the city of Madison Um, we appreciate our partners at C-SPAN for making this happen and like the mayor said Madison is a true community where all hands on deck people come together to really show off the city's finest so on behalf of charters more than 500 Madison area employees thank you to everybody and we look forward to a great segment November 15th and 16th